What's up, what's happening? Welcome to episode 15 of the Yankshaft F1 podcast, a group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really, really fast. As always, joining me from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. Hey, how's it going? And from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. See ya. Guys, we made it to episode number 15. I don't know if uh, even we ever thought we would make it this far, so a little uh, pat on the back for ourselves. No episode last week, um, but we're here to recap the craziness that was the British Grand Prix 2021 and give you a little quick preview of the Hungarian Grand Prix coming up this weekend. Ian, finally, you get those Hungarian hills that you've been longing for. Beautiful, beautiful Hungarian hills that sometimes just move between Austria and Hungary and Bulgaria and Romania. It's all Eastern European, you know how it is. Thank you for all our Eastern European listeners, by the way. Love you guys. All right, we've got all of that. Going to discuss the new sprint qualifying format, how we all felt about it. We've got all of that coming up and more on episode 15. Okay, so we know why you're all here to discuss the incident at Cops Corner from Sunday. But before we get into all that, let's give sprint qualifying some time. How did we feel about this new format? I guess I think I was kind of the most optimistic one going in. I was kind of a wait and see approach. Ian, you look like you've got some thoughts. Go for it. Hate it. It was so dumb. We saw, like, it's not even a real, it's like a weird, they, you can't call it a race, but it is a race. We're only going to run. 15 to 16 laps, 17 laps, whatever it was. Checo crashed out in it. It really is only like a race after the first three or four laps of it. And then it's just everyone just trying to hold their exact positions. So they're not even really racing or really testing each other out. And then arguably the worst part about the whole thing, who in the right mind said, hey, let's, after this weird race, put all these guys on a bus Give them some weird, like, Roman noble wreath thing and then just, like, make them awkwardly interview with each other. It was ridiculous. I don't understand it. I, I watched it. I, I came on at a good time. It was a little bit later than the race for me. But I was like, man, this is just, this is just so cheesy and forced, and I, I just I hate it. And I did, hate you, it. Did, you watch, did you watch qualifying on Friday? I know we were all working, but I managed I, to I, slip away and watch some on my phone. I, I did not. Could have, I did not know. Could have watched it on Friday if you had the opportunity. If I had the opportunity, yes. Would I have gone out of my way? No. Because I, I watched. I watched both I sessions. Watched, and I loved it. I have watched that qualifying from my from the office. No, I would not. I watched. So it on I my didn't. Phone I didn't watch the qualifying, but I did catch the uh, the sprint race. And like Ian, I am. I'm not a fan. Um, I just think it's sort of it's it's a novelty thing to me. I don't know. It takes the idea of the old qualifying, which was fastest guy of the day gets pole position. Boom, bada bing. No, nothing else behind it. Nothing else to it. And, and this is just like, I don't know. There's too much. There's too much nuance. There's too many variables like it, it, a guy like um alonzo benefits from from you know he just woke up that day and decided he was gonna have a fast start to the to the sprint race and, and then unfortunately for checo he had a bad day and spun out and got absolutely screwed yeah, up yeah but isn't so. that how any any race yeah go to or any qualifying sure, session I mean, yeah, like, of, co- well, of course of course it just again yeah either any race or any qualifying but what if you combine them and have this weird offspring of the race and qualifying and nobody knows what to call it even the announcers are like 
should we call it a race? Is it a race? We don't know yeah, what it is. They like, talked about that a lot. You know, sprint, I heard a sprint lot. qualifying. Yeah, yeah. They're, they <laughs> were specifically told to time. not call it a, a, a race. And I, I see the point. Ian, you made a really good point about after the start, after the first few laps, nothing really happened. So it was like, they might as well just make it a three lap sprint qualifying and just be like, let's see who can get the best race start. Like, cause that's kind of what it is. And then that's basically yes. what set the tone. I will say like the drama was there. Like, like when, when Perez spun out, like we were all texting each other. I was like screaming out loud. Like it was, it was good drama. Like, because that has massive implications on the championship. And if we started seeing more of that type of stuff and we were doing sprint qualifying every single weekend, I could see it just being a more chaotic, more dramatic season. But also because of what happened to Checo where he spun out like that, I think going, going forward with this sprint qualifying for end of the future races, Guys are not going to give it their all because they're thinking, okay, like, That's the risk, what's yeah. worth it? Me trying to pass somebody to gain an extra spot or, and with the risk of me spinning out and losing, you know, going from sixth to 18th or whatever it is. Yeah, he and went from, he was in seventh yeah, and then started at the back. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, it's not, it's not worth it trying to make an extra pass or like a racing move to get around somebody. Um, so I think the more incidents we have this sprint, qualifying thing which if they i, I don't know is that the next race two more times this year yeah so we'll see what happens at those two more times but if you if you start seeing guys consistently have issues or spin out or wreck or whatever their guys are really going to take um you know take their time and not race this like a normal the race we're going to see on sunday well put I, I still think it could be it could be fun for the midfield and that's where we saw it be fun this weekend and that's where it could continue to be fun in the future is like yeah the red bulls and the mercedes are probably going to take it easy especially after seeing what happened to checo they have no reason to to be overly aggressive mostly just kind of defend your position yada 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 again if perez had had a better traditional qualifying he wouldn't have had to be pushing his way up from you know seventh place in the sprint race like that at the end of the day that that's another factor um but it was exciting to see alonzo push up there um and just kind of all those midfield battles was was still pretty entertaining for me. I don't have a problem with it. I'm still going to be excited for for the next two uh, next two of them. But it was weird hearing like like Lewis got pulled, right? Like Lewis got pulled, but then Max technically gets pulled because he won the sprint race. But like Lewis, like like what do you say after Lewis finishes first in Q3 on Friday during like well, more, like what I'd is he? Be more, I'd be more for it literally if you split the field and said, all right, top ten, you go do a sprint race bottom 10 you would do a sprint race right after and just run that and then you'd actually see like okay if i'm if i qualify second i know the worst i can start the race is 10th so i'm going to give a little more to try to win or and that gives you and incentivizes the guys who are in 18th and 19th to be racing with like you said curtis more of the midfield and i think that i mean i know that's kind of a stupid idea but i can see that over well i mean they've been doing the reverse grid races in like f2 F2. recently and that's i mean that's a that's a pod for another day i don't want to get into all that yeah but that's that's something to where you would you'd pique my interest to where but it's if we just run the same you run you run a qualifying then you run like a mini race of sort of qualifying you run the race it's no i'm not not about it all right that's enough sprint race talk now into the actual 2021 british grand prix from silverstone the only place to start is Cops Corner with Max Verstappen on the outside, Lewis Hamilton on the inside, maybe slightly behind, maybe slightly ahead, maybe dead even. We don't know. 
What are your guys' thoughts? Was was anybody at fault here? We we've heard all of the takes for over a week now. Where do we stand? It's such a cop out, but I, I'm still not even sure. Um, part of me wants to say that is a racing move, um, and part of me also knows in the back of my mind that Lewis Hamilton kind of knew what he was doing, um, and that I think the the 10 second penalty was way too weak. If you were going to issue a penalty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I like it when guys race and, you know, it causes drama. I think it secretly is good for the sport of Formula One when you have these crazy crashes and whatnot. I'm happy Max is okay. You never see people get injured. Um, but look how much drama and, you know, news media and people are just freaking out about this Hamilton Verstappen, you know, two guys about to rip each other's heads off this week. So I think if Lewis Hamilton was at fault, if I have to determine somebody, I'm not like, I'm not criticizing. I'm not going to crucify him for it, and I think they should have given him probably between 15 and I probably, probably 30 second would have been the better penalty, just because it is Lewis Hamilton. I think that's fair. Um, and I thought 10 seconds was kind of a cop out, and I I don't I can see why Red Bull's really bad. I'm curious to see how Red Bull reacts and retaliates. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I mean it's it's clear cut to me that it definitely was Lewis's fault. He was racing hard. And uh, I mean, Curtis, you alluded to it. He probably felt screwed over thinking, Hey, I should be on pole. This guy should be chasing me around these corners. And, you know, he was just racing hard trying to make his place up. And I, I sympathize with him for that, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. And if, if they're going to penalize them, they, they got to be a little, they got to be much harder on them than, than 10 seconds. I mean, well, giving a penalty implies that, that they found him to be at fault. Exactly. On some level. And if you are deeming that he was at fault for a collision that caused a 24-point swing in the driver's standings, bringing the gap down to eight or to eight points, like that's you can't it can't be a 10-second penalty for a 24-point swing because it was cut and dry that, that it was going to have that implication on, on the driver's standings. Especially they knew with that Checo, with Max out of the race. With, and with Checo starting where he did. Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to factor that in. I did yeah. a 40-point 40, yeah, 40 swing overall in the instructors. Yeah. But just speaking for this incident, these drivers, 24-point yeah. swing. They knew that it was going to be a swing that big, and it, they only give a 10-second penalty. So it's like acknowledging fault, like being like, oh, hey, here's a 10-second penalty. It's not going to actually do anything, though. Yeah, no. he's the greatest driver alive of our generation. So, uh, you know. No, and there was, I mean, I know he still barely caught Leclerc at the end, but, you know, uh, worst, worst case, he was going to finish third at best. And I know if you listen to the, the regular broadcast, I mean, you get, and not to, you know, pointy fingers, but you get an English driver on an English track with English broadcasters, and they're, they story. were doing backflips to yeah. defend Hamilton and I get it like he's their guy um but yeah no I don't know how you could see that happening and not and only think either a 10 second it, again when you determine a penalty like you said Curtis you determine someone is a fault and for a 10 second penalty for that move or what what happened that's just really tough to get behind and approve and yeah and exactly it, it seems like like they, the stewards were hoping like, okay, we'll give them the 10 second penalty. It won't actually do anything, but 
hopefully that will appease Christian Horner and company. And boy, oh boy, did it not appease them. They are, they don't care about that 10 second penalty at all. They've got a hearing tomorrow with the FIA trying to bring in some new evidence that they think they found regarding this. And for the record, I, I would, I think Lewis was probably at fault, but I wouldn't have penalized anybody for that. I think Max could have kind of recognized it and given him space. I also think Lewis knew that he had to be aggressive. He knew basically after how sprint qualifying went, he knew that he had to pass Max at cop's corner right there, or he wasn't going to get past him barring some strategy differences. That was his spot. He'd been trying hard the entire first lap. He knew that was his one shot and he didn't really care whether they made contact, he just knew he had to go for it. And, you know, I, that's where I can kind of see, like, yeah, Lewis could have been smarter about it. But also, I don't necessarily think it was like 100% Max's corner. People are on both sides are scaring, sharing screenshots where it's like, Lewis's tire is a little bit ahead. Max's tire is a little bit ahead. It's like, it was, it, was, it was basically a racing incident for me where if it continues and we keep seeing Lewis do stuff like this, then you intervene. But for me right now, I don't know. I didn't really. I mean, see it almost it. happened yeah. again with two laps to go with Leclerc. And the Leclerc same. said, "Nope, I'm not going to die." It was the exact same thing, and Leclerc was like, "Nope, second place is fine <laughs> yeah. for me, man. I'll I don't take need to my go second. Yeah, no, and so the, and so that's part of the reason. I mean, I know you can't like, you know, it, it's different, but that part of me was like, okay, Lewis kind of, I think he kind of didn't know what he was doing because yeah. the exact same thing happened with Leclerc towards the end. Um, and that was, and that was kind of like, okay, hey, wait a minute, like, there's kind of a smoke, there's fire thing here, where he he know he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was anything malicious to it, and I'm sure if you, it's not, it's probably not the easiest thing in the world to have the greatest driver of all time breathing down your neck, <laughs> driving 200 miles an hour around a narrow track. So you know, it's again, yeah, racing incident to me, nothing more to it. Yep, that's uh, that's all I have on the incident. Unless you guys have anything, anything else you want to add, we could do an entire episode just about about this and the drama. But I'd rather not. I mean, without getting into a preview too much, um, Hungary has a long straightaway and then a pretty good sized turn in the very first corner. So, if it's Verstappen and Hamilton one and two, oh boy. People have been Ooh, saying boy. like all year, like there's they they're gonna make contact at some point. Like they've been racing hard. We're gonna see some crazy drama. I just can't even imagine like if we get if if something like that happens in like the last five races of the season. Yeah, with the the championship still on the line. I mean, yeah, no, and and salivate. Unfortunately, it's unfortunate that it had to come at the expense of Verstappen safety and Red Bull and all that. But but it was a huge day for for Mercedes. I mean, huge. And, and, you know, to make up, they, they made up some points in the gap, but Red Bull only established that gap in the first place because, what was it, Azerbaijan, where both Mercs finished outside of the points due to crazy circumstances. Yeah, but some of those crazy and, circumstances know, was like, like Lewis Hamilton, like straight up driving himself off the track because he was in the wrong mode. Yeah. Like, that's not, yeah. like, that's not crazy. That That's like him screwing up. That's on him. Like, yeah, no, but, but I mean, that's what it And Max's you know, tire just, blew out that day. Like, exactly. for the record, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's craziness, but this was, I don't know. Yeah. And honestly, future uh, Alfa Romeo driver, Valerie Bottas getting third was, <laughs> you know, key for them as well. So shouts of, shout out, shout out to Valtteri. Look, shout out future Williams driver and past Williams driver, Valerie Bottas for another very, very solid week. I'm going to transition that because I initially was thinking about him for my driver of the day. It was a very solid performance, but I'm going to give my driver of the day to 
Charles Leclerc, second place, led for like 50 laps. So I worked into the wee hours of Sunday morning because um, I'm back working weekends. And Alexa comes into my room on, well, I was sleeping in the guest room because I got home so late. She comes into the room on Sunday morning going, baby, Leclerc's going to win. Leclerc's going to win. I thought she was screwing with me. And she's like, there's only a few laps to go. I walk out like just in time. I was just planning on watching the race after I woke up. I walk right out to see Lewis Hamilton pass Charles Leclerc with like three laps to go at the exact same corner. I don't want to talk about that anymore. But good, great weekend for Charles Leclerc, I thought. He yeah, looked good no, it's too bad because I second... I second yeah. that. He's also my driver of the day. Led almost every lap from the start after starting fourth, given the circumstances. Still impressive to me. He was nursing um, issues with his car there at the, the end while fighting too. off. Yeah. Exactly. While fighting off Hamilton, just barely just lost a lost handle of his car for a split second. And it, it could have cost him the race. I mean, it looked like Hamilton was inevitably going to bag that thing yeah. for himself. But, but I mean... It sucks that it ended the way it did for, for Leclerc, but I still think it was a really strong showing for him. In a car that does probably, to be brutally honest, doesn't deserve to win a race He shouldn't be splitting the marks, like, even though. Like, yeah, no, no. A couple things so. on a multitude of different topics. Here. <laughs> hey, Curtis um, sleeps, through, sleeps through the race, so finger shame for you. <laughs> Second, as a McLaren fanboy part of me was kind of happy that Leclerc got passed and part of me was like oh this is really upsetting but then I was like, Hamilton oh, passed Lando, it's good it's yeah it, it's good for our boy uh, yeah whenever Hamilton I was like yeah. he's gonna get him in two laps and I was like well it's good for Norris and Ricardo so I don't exactly hate it but had that been the comp but had it been the Lando Norris or Daniel Ricardo or you know God forbid, in some crazy world, our boy George Russell, I would have been just sick oh, to my man. stomach had they been passed with two. Laps. Well, that happened. Lando, um, no, Lando driver was, yeah, it got passed yeah, by Lewis in a similar yeah. situation already this year. Driver, driver of the day, little Lewis Leclerc. Um, it was great that he was trying to have to reprogram his engine and drive and hold up Lewis Hamilton. He did a fantastic job, but it, yeah. even though it was kind of funny. That I'll, was I'll give an honorable driver of the day mention to Danny Ricardo uh, wow. for producing the most impressive showing out of McLaren yeah. so far this season. His best uh, weekend, I place think. finish for them. Yeah, he seems to be he seems to be closing the gap between uh, him and Lando, and that's exactly what they need. You know, they they um, they need to shake up this this mid table race here. He was having some issues. Yeah. Too. I believe there was a smoke or something at one point was coming out of his yeah. car, and then it was like, oh god, here we go again. And now a fifth place finish with uh, he fought off Carlos Sainz there at the end. He did a great job so, fighting off yeah. Carlos Sainz. Great who job, had, Sainz. Who again had a pretty good week at six? Yes, started uh, sixth. tenth, finished sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we've got we had yeah. the you know Leclerc second and then fourth and fifth for the McLarens and uh six for for signs. That's it's a great midfield week, honestly. Uh, Daniel Ricardo if Daniel Alonso seventh. Be, yeah. I mean it's that's great. And yeah, for Alex. Fernando Alonso deserves deserved an honorable mention. I was gonna give him a shout out, but it was mostly due to the sprint qualifying where he got up to seventh, but he did a great job holding on to it throughout the weekend. But honorable mention to him. Honorable mention to Lance Stroll going from 14th up to 8th. Very good weekend for him overall. A very good Lance. Sunday for Lance. I don't like to praise him if I don't have to, but great week from him. And also, 
another good weekend for Lando. The only reason we're not talking about him for driver of the day is because, well, Leclerc did what Leclerc did. And we're so used to Norris being like so dominant by this point that the man finishes fourth place and he's not even getting a mention in our driver of the day somehow. Like that's how good he's been. He does that every week. He does that. He's the great. And he just, Every week. what he does, it's like, gets it's like in and 16 gets straight weeks with points now, the, the longest streak of anyone anyone on the grid. I mean, that's yeah, incredible. Future world champion Lando Norris is just showing a lot of progress here in 2021. It's only, it's only, the sky's the limit for that guy. Agreed. You love to see it. Um, I don't think there's really any question about who the wanker of the week will be. Absolutely. <laughs> there shouldn't be. There really shouldn't be. I don't have an, an argument to make other than the obvious choice. Sergio Perez, uh, it pains me to say it. I really like the guy, but uh, that is how not to handle a uh, sprint qualifying session. <laughs> could he Could he have picked the worst? Yeah, right. <laughs> it was, oh my God, dude. Like, you, your team needed you. Like, his, he was, and you was a basketball metaphor, man. He, he like, he, they needed points off the bench, and he just took the ball and just yeah. punted it into the stands. Like, it was just a trope. Yeah, a role player who's not handling it well. <laughs> he had the incident with the Iceman when the race was was long, far gone, yep, yeah. out of reach. That was, you know, pointless. Which, pro- pointless which in the there. end, ended up causing Raikkonen points. He would have probably finished 10th. Uh, without that puncture that yeah. so I was I wasn't gonna mention that but so it even had more implications really, yeah. than, than I had originally cost thought. the Iceman a point no, for so sure and then get and then, out of here yeah no and then and then outside of the top 10 going for the fastest lap just to be a troll oh, I mean, no, I, get that I, love that. I love that I love trying that. to keep I mean <laughs> but it's just you know it adds to he the cost the factor. Iceman a point yeah. and he cost Lewis Hamilton a point <laughs> Yeah, stealing that fastest laugh. <laughs> At that point, he said, "F it, you know. Yeah. I'm, just gonna, I'm just out here to be a thorn in everyone's side. If you can't so. beat him, screw him over anyway. You can like, and and you know what? Respect to him and respect for Red Bull. I guess it's just I love. That's one of those one of those interesting things that I love having to explain to people when they're like, "Why did they pit him again and get fast laps?" Like, oh, so that. Mercedes wouldn't get one extra point for having the fastest lap. People who don't follow F1 are like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I enjoy it. All right. Any uh, any other wanker of the week nominations, or are we just we pretty firmly set with uh, with Paris? I mean, Nikita Mazepin crashed into his own teammate during a sprint qualifying. Just give him a shout out. Nothing more. But yeah, I got else? one. Uh, I kind of want to give one to Schumacher for finishing behind Mazepin for the past couple of races. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. Um, and then uh, I, I don't want to give it to him, but Seb did not have a good week this week. Oh, Seb yeah. deserved some a mention. Yeah, yeah as well. that wasn't good. Um, we got the, what's the, the Spinella came back this week. Yeah, he had a real Retire- bad restart and then just... Retiring his car um, was to like, make some changes. Behind the hasses. Because he was... Because it's like, would you rather finish the race lose behind the, the hasses or just, just quit? Yeah, it's beating yeah. a dead beating a dead horse at that point. Just take him out like, behind the barn. And- he just took this this the sepaku way out of it and just said, you know what, I'm gonna finish 19th, and that, we're doing the same thing in that case. So yeah, so uh, I don't want to get I don't want to say he's wanker of the week, but yeah, he just did not not a good week for our for our, for our boy Seb. We can it makes makes you sad to see. Not at all. To recap, constructors championship, Red Bull 289 points, McLaren or, or I'm sorry, Mercedes. Four points behind them now. The gap was 44 points 
going into the British Grand Prix. It is now four. So after the last That's episode crazy. where I said Vince Carter oh, game is over, a 40-point swing right after the Curdy Jinx takes place. Um, McLaren sold third, one, 163. Guys. Ferrari, 148. Ferrari made up four points on them because Leclerc was able to, to take those 18 points from second place. Driver standings, Max's lead shrinks. Uh, 24-point swing this week. Um, you're asking, why was it not a 25-point swing? That is because Max got three points for winning the sprint qualifying race, and Lewis got two. So it was un- ended up being only a 24-point swing. So Max is now on 185. Hamilton is now at 177. Lando and Bottas jump Sergio Perez. So Lando is back in third in the driver's standings. God, I'm rooting for that. That's a great storyline going forward. I know, Johnny, you brought it up like five weeks ago, um, but I'm excited for that. Going uh, that's into awesome for sure. Orlando, baby. Hungarian Grand Prix this week. It's been described as Monaco without the barriers. So hard to overtake. It's kind of all about qualifying, all about the start. That doesn't sound very exciting, but it has been an interesting, uh, interesting track in the past. Some fun notes from the Hungaro ring in the past. Uh, we had Fernando Alonso in, I believe, 2003, getting his first race win. He was the youngest uh, race winner in like 60 years in F1 at the time. Um, nice. That record has been broken like twice since. And right. Ian, you'll love this one. Here we go. Jensen Button. Ah, oh, yes. Jensen Button. Get in there! Jensen Button, his first career uh, win was also in Hungary. Jensen Button, get in there. Um, Lewis Hamilton won last year. Uh, Last year was the incident where Max Verstappen crashed on his way, like, out to the track for the, like, formation lap. (laughs) And then the team somehow fixed up his car before the lap started and uh, yeah, they swapped a tire like on the, yeah, like on the grid. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was why in the front wing, it was absolutely crazy. Um, so I don't know. I, it's, uh, I mean, this, this, this fight is so close now, uh, that uh, yeah. Who, who you guys got for further predictions going in this week? It's just, it, it all feels like it matters at the top now, like a lot. Yeah, maybe I'm still riding high off of uh, last week, which was personally, I think, my favorite race of the season. Um, but I got big expectations. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the limb here that this is either going to fall through or it's going to hit. I'm like a genius. Um, but I am calling a first lap crash that takes both Hamilton and Verstappen out of the race, Whoa. and Lando Norris wins. Whoa. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I got nothing else. Don't, nothing yeah, else you don't need anything else. I'm. It's we're gonna get first lap crash of Hamilton and Verstappen around the first corner. They're both gonna. It's gonna retire both of them, and Norris is gonna win the race. Wow, that happens. I'm saving that clip. That I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm just. It's we got. We're going. If the odds are bad, I'm probably gonna be wrong. But I'm calling it this week because they're both hate each other so much. And it's an instance of if Verstappen's going to say, you know what, if Hamilton, if I can't get by Hamilton, I'm taking him out. Yeah. And after last, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I just got the feeling. All right. Well, Johnny, sorry wow. you have to follow that, but what you, yeah, no, I hate to be the guy to have to follow that up, but I mean, I'm going to keep it vanilla and bland here and say that, uh, uh, I think Max has a little fire in his belly after the, the events that took place in, uh, at Silverstone. And I see him dominating this weekend. 
that RB16 has looked faster than any other car on the grid all year. I mean, it took it took him getting blasted into a wall by by his biggest rival to 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 have the gap close. You know, I see I see Max continuing what he's been doing all season long and killing it. Um, yeah, I agree. I think Max is going to have a great week. I see him taking pole. Um, I probably see him also winning uh, winning the race for that matter. Um, beyond that, I think it could be a really good week for Ferrari. Um, they, their car just seems to, to be set up well for this track. Um, it was a little tongue in cheek, but, uh, but asked if, if they were like going for hoping to win this week, he said, Oh, we're going for the one, two finish, which like, there's no way he's serious, but they, they have enough confidence to at least make that joke. Um, so I'm, I'm going Leclerc, yeah, like Leclerc third in qualifying. That will be, I don't know about the race, but I'm going Leclerc P3 starting on Sunday um, for the Hungarian Grand Prix from the Hungaro ring, which is, for the record, one of the coolest names um, of a circuit in the world. Super tight. I would like to see uh, Sebastian, or, um, sorry, uh, Ocon continue his, uh, Esteban Ocon continue his uh, run of good form, see Alpine finish, both <laughs> run Alpines of better finish form. the points again. See him, see him man, finish the, the point. Man gets ninth for the first yeah. time in three weeks. <laughs> He's had one <laughs> one points finish since he signed his new contract. Also, it's a run hey. of good form. Who are you as publicist? Like, it, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to look good when your teammate Fernando Alonso's out here running laps around you. Alonso has ripe been old age of forty him. plus. He's on a hot yeah. streak of one. You gotta respect. <laughs> we'll see how those uh, Alonso rumors uh, pan out because that's also going to be interesting. People are starting to uh, silly season has already begun. We're trying to figure out what seats might be open for next year. And Alonzo, I don't know, man. He, I mean, if he wants to be back, he's earned the right to, to come back next year. Um, but I totally. guess that's that's going to have to be a conversation for another day. That's all I have for the uh, Hungarian Grand Preview. Anything else, lads? Does it for me. Just uh, thank me whenever you see that first. Think of me whenever you think of that first lap crash. And if it doesn't happen, then forget us i'm gonna bring it up it's either it takes exposed or or i'm using it to to hype us up you know one way or the other absolutely all right shout out our listeners in belgium as always we'll catch you guys next week